Welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bimel. The Real Estate Lowdown is your weekly opportunity to step into the conversations going on in today's real estate and mortgage markets. We explore terms and concepts of the industry, host interviews of intriguing industry cohorts from high net worth investors to real estate agents just making their mark. We will share our love of all things real estate, bringing you the most innovative and sustainable real estate lifestyle ideas each and every week. If you enjoy what you hear today, hit the follow button, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode, and please share your support with a quick review. You can find me on the web at billbymel.com, and thanks for joining this episode of the Real Estate Lowdown. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Lowdown. We begin our 2024 Real Tidbit series with a conversation about 1031 Exchange. The 1031 Exchange is today's Real Tidbit series. By the way, if you like what you hear here, don't forget to subscribe and join us. And thanks for listening as we start the 2024 year. I just interviewed... Last week, a gentleman that specializes in 1031s for most of his career, and it occurred to me during that conversation that we had spoken with our audience about triple net investment properties, various types of retail and restaurant real estate and other commercial real estate ventures. And they may have heard me talk about the 1031 exchange in conversations in the past, with either interviewees or even in regular tidbit conversations. But we never have really drilled down on the definition of the 1031 exchange, the meaning of it, what the value of it is. And so we're going to take a few minutes here on today's episode and, and describe for you what the 1031 exchange is. So I want to unravel it because it's a little bit of a mystery. It's like we were talking about real estate and you wonder, well, what's the 1031 exchange? What's the 1031 exchange? Well, here's a, it is a financial strategy and it ref, the 1031 actually refers to a provision in the United States tax code. So it's, it's become so popular amongst real estate investors that it is actually, you know, it's kind of like calling things aspirin, right? You use the actual definition of it. So it's actually quite straightforward once you understand the 1031 exchange. So what is a 1031 exchange? Well, it's a provision of the U.S. tax code, as mentioned. It's named after Section 1031, and that allows an investor to defer paying capital gains taxes when they sell a property and rather they can reinvest the proceeds into another property in simpler terms it's a way for real estate investors to swap one property for another without incurring immediate tax liabilities so for those of you that don't like paying taxes the 1031 exchange is for you and really ideal 
for a lot of folks. You know, I've met so many people over the years that complain about paying real estate taxes. But what's key to some of the elements that makes this program so good is the concept of compounding interest, compounding return. If you can not pay taxes on the gains that you've gained from your real estate investments, but rather use those monies to build more gains by by transferring them into a new property, it's obviously hugely success, hugely valuable. And many of the folks that I know that own properties and that have used the 1031 exchange swear by it. So let's break down how it works. Imagine you own a piece of real estate that has appreciated significantly over the years. I mean, or let's say you bought it 20 years ago for $500,000 with a mortgage. And, and now that mortgage, maybe the property is worth a million and the mortgage is only 100 or 200. Instead of selling it outright and being hit with hefty capital gains taxes, you enter it into a 1031 exchange. Now, just to give you an idea what dollars we're talking about, the average long-term capital gains rate these days is about one is over 20%. So on a million dollar gain, a million you, you bought something that you paid 500 for, you've built you've depreciated it out to $100,000 investment and you sell it for 1.2 net 1.1, you make a million dollars. The capital gains tax on that would be two hundred and two hundred and twenty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or so. The key, though, to using the ten thirty one exchange program is you gotta follow the rules to a T. So, the way the wor world, uh, the word wording of the language in the tax code is that you have to identify and purchase within a period of time, a specific time frame, a like kind property. That's an interesting term, a like-kind property. I'm going to actually Wikipedia that. What is a like-kind property? I think that's, if, if anything, that's the one area where tax and, and advisors sometimes disagree. But in general, it's a commercial property. It's, a, it's an investment property. It has to be the same type of property. You generally cannot use your personal residence. So the the identification of a like-kind property within a specific time frame, and then use the proceeds from the sale of that prop, original property to acquire the new one. So that's it. Three steps. You buy a like-kind property, you identify it before the sale of your other property, and then you use the proceeds from the sale of your first property to acquire the new property. Now, there's a first, uh, there are a few important rules to keep in mind, and some of this may be repetitive, but, but I will go over it. First, both the relinquished property, the one you're selling, and the replacement property must be of like kind. Doesn't mean they meet, need to be identical, but they must be used for a business or investment purpose, no doubt. So in other words, you can't be, this is, like I said, does not apply to personal residences. Now, if you listen to my uh, interview with Dave Foster, the 1031 expert last week, you may have heard there are some ways that you can live in some of the properties that you own under 1031 exchange. You have to acquire them as investments first and use them for investments. But there's, strict, there's some more key elements to qualifying for the 1031 exchange that are important to keep in mind. There are strict timelines to adhere to. 
You have 45 days to identify potential replacement properties and 180 days after the sale of your original property to complete the acquisition of the new property. So let's talk about limitations. Well, 1031 exchange is a powerful tool. It's not really a loophole to avoid taxes forever. If and when you ever de decide to sell the replacement property without engaging another 1031 exchange, those are deferred tax liabilities that will come due and it'll follow all the way back to the original cost base of the original sale. It's essentially the 1031 exchange is designed not as a tax avoidance scheme, but as a tax deferral strategy. Now, the smart investor out there will say to you, yeah, if I defer taxes long enough, then, you know, it's either my kid's problem or, you know, we figure out a way to deal with it in the estate. But I'll tell you something, either way, the 1031 exchange is a huge way to build wealth, a huge tool for building long-term wealth through real estate. The benefits can be substantial. By deferring taxes, you, you've got more capital and reinvest in a new property, allowing for greater portfolio growth. You're basically using money tax dollars. You're using money that you would have paid to the federal government today and getting to borrow that money back from the government for indefinitely. And it can be particularly advantageous for real estate investors looking to optimize their portfolio and improve the cash flow. And it, it doesn't preclude you from continuing to benefit from the usual tax advantages of investing and owning real estate. You can still depreciate out the assets to defer the oncoming income. There's still all of the other benefits that go along with real estate and owning real estate still in place. All you're doing with the 1031 exchange is deferring taxes. And, you know, so what's the most common 1031? I've seen all kinds, right? I, I've seen, but the most common type of 1031 exchange is the single tenant triple net property. So much so that from my experience of over 20 years in real estate, I have seen in many ways the 1031 exchange market has been a huge driver of value of commercial real estate investments, especially when it comes to single tenant properties. You know, I scratched my head over the years wondering, well, why would somebody want to own a McDonald's at a four cap? But when you look at it, when you look at the tax savings and the tax advantages, you're coming out of a 1031 exchange, buying a McDonald's at a low cap return is really not that bad of a deal because you're just compounding other investments if you're coming out of a 1031 exchange. You're basically using free money. So you're, it's almost as if you're getting a 20 or a 25% discount if you take into account those, those tax dollars that would have been taken out of your pocket that you can use to buy this next property. You could essentially pay 20, 22% above the value and still be getting a good deal. 
So I have seen the 1031 exchange really create an entire real estate market. For those of you that are brokers out there, especially in the commercial space, if you want to just make a ton of money and sit behind a desk and, and trade deals, get your look into the 1031 exchange market, how you can involve yourself, because there are investors all over this country looking to exchange in and out of real estate investments. And it's almost like to the point now where it's almost like trading stocks. It's become such a normal market. Now, any like I said, any like-kind property will work. So you sell a 12-unit rental building, and you sell that for a profit, and you buy an 18-unit rental apartment building that is a like-kind property, and you 1031 applies. In conclusion, the 1031 exchange is a savvy financial move for real estate investors. It offers legitimate means to defer capital gains taxes, and strategically grow your portfolio while using the compounding tool. And it does require some careful planning, adherence to specific guidelines. But for those of you that navigate it successfully, the the rewards will be substantial. So if you're in the real estate world of investment or you've just learned about the 1031 exchange and you don't like paying taxes, Maybe the 1031s exchange is just that secret sauce you've been looking for. That's all for today's tidbit on 1031 exchanges. If you have any questions, remember, this podcast is not legal or accounting advice. It is simply a conversation about real estate. If We hope that you like what you heard today on today's Real Tidbit series. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next Real Estate Lowdown. That's a wrap of today's episode of The Real Estate Lowdown. I enjoy bringing this content to you each and every week, and I really appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please share The Real Estate Lowdown or any episode, any favorite episode with your friends, family, and, you know, if you don't mind, leave a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember to follow us so you don't do get notified every time a new episode is released. Love to hear from you directly at billbymel.com. Till then, see you next time.